Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Big Ken, a retired teacher bringing you lessons each week he's learned in the hobby by taking you behind the table and inside the mind of a dealer and a collector. Sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded here is the cards. Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Big Ken. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on a streaming service, please like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. You'll be notified whenever I drop any new content. Welcome, and thanks for being here. How is everybody doing? I want to say happy Thursday, but it's kind of happy Wednesday evening. Um, I feel like I'm going through some hobby withdrawal. Uh, as you know, I've taken some time off, uh, with my mom, uh, being sick and passing and, um, I really haven't done much in the hobby. I haven't set up, uh, at a show since East coast national back in August. Uh, so my first, you know, two years back in the hobby, just constant, almost every weekend or every other weekend setting up at shows and this, you know, this this year, it's just, you know, everything's been, you know, a, a lot of changes, you know, for me and everything is, you know, kind of changed up. So I haven't really been setting up. I haven't really been getting the shows and the shows like I've been to a few local shows, uh, but really haven't really purchased many cards. Um, trying to buy, you know, when I go to these shows, you know, I have two goals in mind. One uh, PC cards and two cards that I can buy, uh, you know, and resell when I do set up, uh, as a dealer and, you know, in the past, like I would say, you know, it's football season. I need football and I would just buy football, right? Like I just go around, find it, you know, hopefully getting it at a good price. Hopefully, hopefully it's, you know, something that I could resell and make, make a profit on, um, always trying to, you know, buy it, buy a lot or buy in bulk so I can get a better deal and things like that. But what I found a lot of times, and I've talked about this year after year is, yeah, I do get some cards that, you know, really work out well, but it seemed to end up, you know, with a lot of cards that don't work out well or become stale cards or just cards that don't ever move. Or, you know, I end up saying I had to, you know, take a loss on it to, so this year, you know, I just felt a little different about my buying, you know, about how I'm buying and what I'm buying to put in the case. Now, I'm not as not haven't set up as as many shows. Right. So there's really no pressure for me to have cards to be populating my case. Although I do, if I were, if I had a show tomorrow, I have enough cards here that I would fill up two cases on, on a table. So I would, I wouldn't have a problem doing that, but would I be excited about all the cards I was putting out there? And, and, you know, for, for some cards, yes, I'd be really excited. Other cards I, I know I would put out there and they probably would not get looked at or, you know, probably would not sell. So these are the cards I'm just trying to avoid. And I, I mean, I know 
you know, a lot of people out there are like, dude, that's just common sense. Why would you buy cards that you don't want? But sometimes they're throw in cards. Sometimes, you know, you need to add something in or do something to get a better deal done. And sometimes they look like great cards that, you know, I, I did a whole episode on great cards that just don't sell, you know, and, and I can give you a, a perfect example. I mean, I had the Patrick Mahomes um the rookie, the 2017, the 2 p.m. card, uh, PSA 10, I bought uh, in July, right before the national. Uh, I took the card to national, zero interest in national. I took the card to uh, East Coast national, zero interest. I mean, no one ever even looked at this card. And I thought for sure, oh, wow, this card was going to be, you know, it was going to be more of a pop, like people you know, we're going to buy that card. People really weren't interested in the pop count. Wasn't that high on that card either, but they just weren't interested in that card. And when I bought that card, I got that card at a great deal. And now I understand sometimes you get a card at a great deal. Why? Because somebody else had it and they couldn't move the card. So when, when I came along and I made an offer, they were like, yeah, hundred percent, you can, you know, take the card off my hands. They were happy to let me you know, buy the card from them. Just as when I took that card to a local show uh, back in September uh, and somebody made me an offer and it was the exact same price, I think a few dollars more um, than what I paid for it. I said, yep, hundred percent. Now here's another guy saying, wow, I got this card at a great deal. Right. But you know, it's a card that, you know, not a lot of people want. So a lot of different things happen. And this is how we learn. This is how we learn in the hobby, you know, and especially for me being as a dealer, this is how I learn, you know, certain cards, you know, that I, uh, you know, I've learned now when I'm buying cards to really try to, you know, find out if these cards are selling. When was the last time this card sold? How, how often is it being sold? Um, because I've got myself backed up uh, on a number of cards that were, you know, no, no, public sales for a year or two years on cards. Uh, and everybody's afraid to pay the price. Why? Because most people are buying it to flip it. You know, nobody's showing up and saying, I'm a collector. That's just an awesome card. I want to buy it. Uh, the price seems right. And I'm going to put it in my PC. No, that's not what happens. People show up and they look up the comps and they, because I know, you know, we all know that they're just looking to take this card and resell it somewhere else. Uh, so if there's no public sales on it, they, they really don't want the card uh, unless they think, say, the cards were two thousand, and you know, I could, I would sell them the card for twelve hundred. Then for them, it's a home run because you know, if they could get fifteen hundred or forty, you know, that type of thing. But I'm not letting it go that cheap. And some of these cards, I'm still sitting on. I'm just holding on to these cards, waiting for public sales to come around. Um, I've been purchasing some hockey. Uh, you know, I talked about this July, August, September, a great time to buy hockey cards. Uh, and, and I'm done now. I'm like my hockey purchasing is done. Um, I talked about, uh, with Jordan on, uh, what, what, uh, Sunday's episode, I'm sorry, Monday's episode talked about, um, trying to buy some hockey cards online, uh, trying to get a deal done, you know, making a, an offer and then just, just being ghosted. Uh, and at that point, that was the last, the last of the, uh, you know, that I just tried to, to be buying through Facebook groups right now. 
I'm just a little turned off through that too. So my hockey buying is done now. Now, you know, wait, watch the season has just started. Uh, Hopefully, you know, the cards I've invested in, I've got in at the right price. Um, I have uh, I have a show coming up in November, uh, which is going to be a perfect time to showcase these cards. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping they all move. I'm hoping I sell them all. But uh, again, I'm not feeling pressure looking at a show a month, you know, next month that, you know, I need to go out and buy a bunch of stuff that I need to have for sale that I just think that I've planned ahead enough. So right now, you know, being October, what am I going to be selling in January, February, March? That's what I need to concentrate on now. This is whatever I'm going to be doing then. This is what I need to start thinking about now and start buying. Um, I consider football, you know, my number one sport and my hockey number two is a dealer. Um, but f- I feel the football prospecting market uh, is just gross right now on most quarterbacks. I, I Personally, I just think it's gross. I mean, you, you look through... You know, 2018, Josh Allen, he's been down. Uh, 2019, not worth mentioning. 2020, we got Herbert, Tua, Burrow, Hertz. I mean, decent values. Uh, but there were so many cards made of them, right? Starting in, well, I'm saying starting in 2020, but 2020 was the, you know, they were really starting to ramp up these cards. And there's so many of them out there now that you really have to have specific cards that are really going to hold value on them. Uh, 2021, uh, would we have five, six, seven quarterbacks that came out of there? I think Trevor Lawrence, you know, has the, has, has the only one that has any value right now. And he's really not playing that well. Um, 2022, 2023, I think Brock Purdy's the guy there, right? Um, and then we look at him. Okay, he's playing well. He 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 lost his first game right at home or whatever this past weekend. Um, but is he that good? Is it him? Is it his team? Is it the system? Is it his supporting cast? Uh, I wonder if we take Zach Wilson or Mac Jones. Uh, and put them out there in San Francisco, would they be performing equally as well as Purdy? I mean, we'll never know. We'll never really know um, what the answer to that is. But, you know, I look at a guy like Mac Jones, who I still, you know, (laughs) I know. I know people are laughing now. Here goes Big Ken talking about Mac Jones again. But, you know, I said this to somebody the other day in our Wolfpack chat. You know, I said the other day, you know, I feel like he's a chef with no ingredients. Like, I I, I just don't think they gave him anything to work with up there in New England. Um, you know, I may be biased, and I, I'm going to say this. I may be biased uh, because I'm a Chiefs fan, right? If we took Patrick Mahomes or we took any quarterback, I'm going to say, and put him on the, put them on the Chiefs. What if we took any, any quarterback drafted from 2018 on to the present and we put them on the Chiefs this year and made them the quarterback of the Chiefs? Would that team still be five and one? Right. So again, I I may be biased because I'm a Chiefs fan, but when it comes to Patrick Mahomes rookie cards, 
I mean, I, I don't think anyone's losing money on those. Uh, I don't think I, you know, I'm not, I'm going to think back. I think, I think my break even on the 2 PM uh, card was probably the worst I did on, on, you know, a Mahomes rookie card. Uh, unless I got stupid and cracked it and sent it in and it came back with a terrible grade. Uh, but even then it was probably selling it back for what I paid for it. Um, but as far as prospecting, and I just talked about trying to prospect, I mean, it's still buying Mahomes rookie cards. It's still prospecting to buy those cards. It's still prospecting. I think he's still, he's still, you know, a current player, ultra modern. Um, but I don't mind buying those cards. I don't mind putting the money out for those cards. Uh, Cause if I ended up holding on to them and I didn't sell them, it would be fine. It would be fine. They would never reach stale status in my case. The closest one ever came to reaching stale status was the 2 p.m. card. And that's, I know I've brought that up three times now. We'll let that one rest. But for the most part, any of those rookie cards, I mean, they just, they just don't reach stale status in, in my case. And it's interesting that I have a, a number of his rookie cards and nice cards. And I never worry about them. They sat in my case. I really haven't done much with them. Even with the few shows I've been to, I've left them home or I've left them in the case. I've never pulled them out. It's not like I'm trying to go off and sell them. I don't need need the money to sell them. I'd rather keep them and put them in my case when I set up at a show. But the point I'm getting at is the values are, are stay there. Even if the value comes down on a car, it just seems to, to go back up at some point. So, so. I'm okay holding those cards. Um, with that said, I mean, it's tough for me to buy cards on any of these QBs, especially from 2021, the present and setting up at shows. We know, I mean, that's what's selling, you know, you go to these shows that in football, that's what it's the quarterbacks that sell. I mean, yeah, there's, there's people that have, a, have some running backs and some wide receivers in there, some specific cards, but the money, the money and the value is all in the quarterbacks. Um, I'll give you uh, you know, here's a perfect example. I have a Joe Burrow XRC, it's the auto number to 49 PSA 910 auto that I acquired in June at the Chantilly show. Uh, I traded a Desmond Ritter. Uh, it was a red shimmer autograph number to 35 PSA 10. I got into that card. Um, at the time it was a $1,900 value. I probably was out of, uh, you know, the comp on the card was 1900. What I put in to get that card was about $1,400 uh, in cash and trade. I ended up trading that card plus cash, getting a $1,600 value on that card. Now, again, this is, this is June, right? This is even before, you know, the, 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 the bigger summer hype. I looked up that card and realized that same exact card, same exact card, same PSA number. I don't know if it's the person I sold it to or they sold it to somebody else, but that card is now selling for $900 or best offer. 
$900 or best offer. So it went from $1,900 in, I believe it was around April or May to $1,600 in June. Now it's $900 or best offer. I'm super happy to have the Burrow. Out of the two players, out of the two cards, I'm super happy to have the Burrow because we all know he has some talent, right? I'm saying some. Yes, he has talent. Uh, and his values will continue to rise and fall as his play, as he plays, right? Uh, I'm super happy not to have that Ritter card, you know, that has only gone down and it's probably going to go down even more. And I'm sure the person who's got it at 900 or best offer is probably fielding offers at four or $500 on that card. And probably a few months from now, we'll be like, I probably should have taken the four or 500. My feeling on that card. Um, my feeling is that card will probably never go up. Will never go up to the preseason price it was at last year. So these are the cards now that I'm trying to avoid and stay away from. Uh, and, and, you know, in the, in the NFL quarterback business, now there's really not a, even though we know it's all quarterbacks, that's how, there's not many that you can really buy into. There's only a couple that you could really buy into that are going to hold, hold their value or quarterbacks that they've proven that, you know, they've got talent and they can do this. And and even, even Jalen Hurts cards that I would have expected, you know, that after the Super Bowl, getting to the Super Bowl last year and, and probably should have won the Super Bowl last year until, you know, I think they got out coached late in the game. I really, his prices have never surged, you know, anywhere close to, to, a, a well, I can't say Mahomes because no one's ever really surge to Mahomes, but maybe, maybe to where, where, uh, where a burrow was this past year before, you know, the little bit of an injury and stuff. And then starting out slow this year, um, his car, the, the prices have never really surged up like that. So it's tough to go out, especially for someone that like me, who wants to buy the put in their case, it's tough to go out and be able to get great deals on, on particular cars to be really particular about what you want to put in the case. But, you know, that's where I'm at and that's what I'm facing right now. Um, I was certainly happy to acquire all the hockey I did um, at great prices. And I'll look forward to displaying them at my next show um, when I set up. And I'm happy about the hockey. I, I think last year I, I did pretty well with the hockey. And this year I, I think I'm still doing, I'm going to do as well, probably, probably a little better, you know, another year, another year, you know, a little bit smarter, a little bit knowing what I'm doing and, and uh, just learning, just picking up lessons along the way. You know, I spent the last couple of years, you know, trying to dabble in various markets, right. And a little bit of, was doing tennis and wrestling, music cards and pop culture and women's basketball and women's soccer and, you know, all these niche markets. Uh, but at the end of the day and trying all this different stuff, I still think football and hockey are my lanes. It's, it's, it's you know, it's where I need to be because this is what I know and this is what, what I, you know, I do well at. Um, 
So this year, instead of saying, I'm going to jump into a different market or I'm going to try something new, because every year I've tried a couple different things over and over. So instead of, you know, doing that this year, I'm going to try a little bit of a different approach. Uh, and I'm going to try instead of looking at a sport or a particular market, uh, I'm just going to buy the cards themselves. Right. Instead of playing the prospecting game, I'm going to play the card game. Right. So, you know, to me, I'm not going to worry so much about the sport uh, because here I am and I'm just saying this. I'm, it's not that I'm getting away from football or hockey, but I'm looking for that fill in. Right. I'm looking for those those months and those shows that are, are when when the football is not out or when the hockey is not out or when the hockey is not selling or the football is not like like I just said, I need to start looking into what am I going to be selling in January, February, March, like that type of thing. Um, so to me, it doesn't matter what the sport is, but if the prices are right on cards that are actually selling and i'm not going to say hot cards but cards that are selling cards that people are buying um and that it makes sense for me to buy i'm in i'm just going to buy them so instead of looking for particular sports or looking for you know uh, a soccer or a basketball or a this or a that i'm just just the player in the card um just going to figure out a number of players or a number of cards from you know or wait for them to come, right? Wait for them to show up to me uh, instead of me, you know, pigeonholing, looking, you know, for specific cards all the time. Just being a little bit more broad about what I, what I'm looking at and what I'm buying. Um, I love the fact that in this hobby, you know, you can create your own experiences. I mean, and that's all I'm doing. As I go along here, I just keep creating experiences here for myself, you know, moving on from one, one's not working, moving on to the other. And it doesn't mean that because what I was doing last year or last month or six months ago, it doesn't mean that I may just been early that a few months from now, these cards may be hot. So when I get into certain things and we, I go back down that list again, right from from tennis and wrestling and music and pop culture, women's basketball, women's soccer. I have all these cards in the office and I have some great cards here in this office. Some that I display, some that I take to shows, some that I don't um, on players that for basketball and well, you know, soccer, that's kind of my PC now, you know, especially with Trinity Rodman and a number of other soccer, uh, women's soccer players I'm collecting now. Women's basketball, a handful of players that I know um, are going to the Hall of Fame, right? So I'm going to hang on to them. Some of them are still playing now. Great cards, great rookie cards. They'll just put them aside. They may be not so big right now, but at some point, you know, and, and is it prospecting? Absolutely. But I really like having the cards too. I, it's not like I'm in such a hurry to buy and go flip these cards or sell them. Uh, I'm happy to hold on to them and enjoy them just enjoy these cards, keep them, enjoy them, look at them here on the wall. Uh, you know, people come into my office, they look, they go, Oh, wow. What a great, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I love looking at the card. At some point these cards may sell, but right now I'm just happy to hold on to them. Tennis. I have, a, I have a whole case full of, of tennis cards, all goats, all PSA tens, happy to have them. I, you know, when I first jumped back in the hobby, one of the things I was in, you know, went, went in on pretty deep was tennis. 
Uh, I still believe in the tennis cards, and that's why I just kept them. I'm just holding on to them because I think, you know, one, I enjoy having them and looking at them, and two, I think there'll be a bigger market for them down the road. And all these other cards, too, that I have. So so I don't mind holding on to them. You know, it, it, it's, it's the hobby, right? And it's what we do. It's what makes us feel good. We have these cards. We can hold these cards. And it's okay to get bored with these cards and say, okay, I'm done now. Like, I'm, I'm done. I'm ready to move these cards. I want to replace them with something else I want to look at for a while. And it's okay. But... I love the fact that you can just create your own experience here in the hobby. And, and, you know, and as long as you're following, and I'm going to say the unwritten rules, because we all know there's rules in this hobby and, and we need to abide by them. But as long as you abide by those rules, you're free to do what you want in this hobby and make the hobby your own. And what I do in my hobby, and I've said this before, how I hobby is different from how anybody else hobbies. Um, I tell you, talk to you about how I'm hobbying, right? So you know exactly where I'm at. But most people out there, we all do it just a little different, a little different. Some people out there may agree with what I do. And some people may say, man, yeah, that's, that's, that's good for him. I could never do that. But I understand that because we're all creating our own experiences here. Um, and the last thing I want to say is something that I think that I'm starting to understand. And people have said this to me, um, you know, like when I'm online and I'm I'm trying to make deals and stuff like that. And sometimes, uh, you know, people disappear. I get ghosted or they decide, no, I don't want to do this deal. Or I decided so uh, a couple of people have said, oh, I just oh, I decided I'm not going to sell the card. And then I see the card sell somewhere else. You know, it's because I do have a podcast. Right. So some people, they get, you know, they get a little squirmy about, you know, oh, if I make a deal with this dude, he's going to be out there telling everybody, you know, what he paid for and uh, what was this and what was that. And and maybe I hurt myself. Maybe I hurt myself doing this. Um, but you know what? All you have to do if you're making a deal with me is say, hey. I don't mind if you show the card and say where you got it from, but could you not talk about the deal? hundred percent. I'd be fine with that. Right. I don't have any problem doing that because I understand. I understand that. Um, that's all I have for you. Uh, I will be back with a brand new episode on Monday. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. And until next time, take care of yourselves and everyone around you. Mm-hmm.